Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 162 of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Emma and Carla Pappas, who are known as the Merry Maker Sisters. Now, today's episode, I've got a warning for you. Some people warn you about high violence, high swearing, sex scenes, anything like that. Today, you are going to be blown away with energy. I thought I had a lot of energy. I tell you what, Emma and Carla are going to take that to the next level. All right, and they're going to talk about the bliss they've found in their life, the love for everything they're doing, and what why I love this is because um, we talk about their backstory and how five years ago they were both working in Canberra for government jobs that they just weren't engaged with, they just weren't enjoying and, and what they've done now to put steps into place so that they are living their true calling and that they've found their purpose in life and from that they have created over 200 podcast episodes. They've got an amazing mobile app that not only helps you with uh, Pilates, meditation, yoga, it's got recipes, they've released a book, they've got so many different things where they are now helping over 200,000 people a year alone improve quality of life, fun, happiness, and everything they do. So there are so many takeaways that you're going to enjoy today. And I know I was just sitting here feeling the energy that I was getting through both Emma and Carl. And you're going to get that today. The Merrymaker sisters are super impressive. And that's why today's episode is going to blow your socks off. Episode number 162 with Emma and Carl Pappas. Welcome to the podcast. I am stoked. I've got Erin Carl, the Merrymaker Sisters. How are you, girls? We are so good. Thank you so much for having us, Dale. We're pumped to be here. My pleasure. Now, I am really excited. Since um, I've been introduced to you by a good friend of my mentor, Jared Robinson, who I know you've done quite a lot of work with, and since reading more into it, I really love the story and, and not just the work you're doing, but let's just get straight into it. 2014, you quit your jobs and you put it on the line. How, can, you, can you tell me what this was like? Because I love hearing this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it started a little bit before 2014 and it was in like 2012 and it was when I, it's Emma speaking, uh, discovered I had a gluten intolerance and completely changed the way I ate. And we were both working in government jobs in Canberra, these jobs we weren't particularly excited about. Uh, so our life pretty much was going to the gym and like it was all about our health and like eating and it was quite a toxic kind of relationship though and what this gluten intolerance led to was me discovering this paleo diet started eating that way and Carla did as well and then it just kind of released all this negativity around food and dieting and we just kind of felt something bigger from this it was like we need to do something more with this and then Carla simply just started posting recipes on her Instagram channel and it was when Instagram was just just kind of like starting out Mm, yeah so we always say like timing definitely had something to do with this little bit of luck that we had when we first started I just started posting things like zoodles like spaghetti made out of zucchini and healthy pancakes and healthy cakes and I was in awe that you could make healthy pancakes I was like how is this possible and how did I not know about this yet and I was just 
genuinely just so excited to share it. And more and more people kept commenting, saying, what's the recipe? Where do I find this? Why are you eating this way? Like, why are you so happy? And we thought, oh, there's something to this. Like people are intrigued in what we're doing. Maybe instead of just writing back to everyone, we could put it somewhere. We could put it on the internet. And at this stage, we thought the internet was just for Facebook and checking the weather and maybe the movie times. We had no idea what a blog was. Uh, and then we realized we were actually reading a lot of blogs. And one day we decided to Google, what is a blog first? And then we Googled how to start a blog. <laughs> and then we just went down this like internet wormhole, right? Like we learned as much as we could and it would be like, okay, we'd work eight hours of a day. Then we'd be so pumped to come home and like work on the blog. And, and it just became this like passion. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, this is cool. Like we found something we really want to do. And then it was a documentary I watched and it was all about Joseph Campbell and the follow your bliss philosophy. And this kind of just like opened our eyes and our minds to what was already right in front of us that we had already discovered our bliss. And it was like, oh, okay, well, duh, we just need to follow this. And so ever since that day, whatever day it was, I can't remember, (laughs) it was like, okay, this is the last day we're going to be working in these government jobs. We just had it in our minds that we were going to make this thing a full-time thing. We didn't know how, we didn't know, we weren't even making any money online. Like we had people following us, but we didn't, we had no idea what we were doing. And then, yeah, fast forward to 2014, we asked for a year without pay because, you know, that was safe. Mum and dad would be happy. (laughs) lots of stability, like a job is important and they didn't give it to us. And five minutes later we were like, oh, like that's disappointing. Usually like, you know, we thought it would kind of flow our way. We didn't know that actually it had flown our way. And five minutes later we were like, let's just quit. So we wrote wrote the same resignation email and we went, because we were working in the same bloody office, of course. Have you, done, we went, have you ever done anything apart, girls? <laughs> oh, always, you know, several things. Yeah, but they've always been intertwined. Yeah, but we went five, four, three, two, one, send, then we, like, <laughs> skipped down. We're like, hell yeah, we're leaving. But, um, no, it has been intertwined because we, I mean, right from when we were young, we were, like, making jewellery and, like, selling it on the end of the driveway. We, I don't, we, we always, made cars. Yeah. Like, we always had this we had this fascination with business. Like it was, it was as if we were always meant to do something for ourselves. And like our dad had, he has his own business. And I think we obviously grew up seeing that and kind of got into our mind and our subconscious that, yeah, we were going to do that too. We just didn't know what it was going to look like. So that's the quitting the job story. And I mean, we haven't looked back since then. It was definitely uh, two two feet, jump in, uh, sink or swim. And okay, we just got to like, see how we're going to make money. We're going to see how we're going to make this happen. Try everything from eBooks to programs, to apps, to podcasting, to blogging. And oops, that didn't work. Okay. Let's try something different. I, I absolutely love that. And I know people are listening there, like the energy is just insane. And I, I love energy. I'm all about this podcast called Energy Radio. So girls, you are bringing the energy. I love it. But the one thing that I want to unpack about that is that you've turned, Emma, particularly your gluten intolerance into a positive. Oh, yeah. Whereas a lot of people yeah. may look at that um, and think, oh, it's a huge negative. It's going to affect my mm. life. It's going to really implement mm. everything I do. How important has that been? Instead of using it as a negative, using that as a positive, oh. it has been the catalyst for everything you've done. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, that lesson, we use that lesson pretty much every day. We are like your silver, like, what's that saying? Silver, silver lining on yeah. every cloud. We are glasses and even half full. Like, it's overflowing. Yeah. Even when it's not, like, we're like, and surely there's some good here. It's, and it's really funny because I think for a little while we were quite, like, we were, we're naturally like that. We're very lucky. We're naturally optimistic. optimistic. We see the good. And I think for a little while we, in business especially, you know, you get kind of like these people saying, oh, don't be so enthusiastic. Don't be so like positive. It might not work. You could fail. And it's like, yeah, of course we could fail, but we have this strong, strong belief that every failure is just like saying, nah, you're going the wrong way. Let's like just pivot slightly. This is the way. And like, we we get it. It's not going to be easy all the time. Like life is filled with ups and downs. Like that is guaranteed. There's going to be hard stuff happening in life. It's how we deal with it. It's how we respond to situations and hell yeah, I can choose to be happy and I can choose to see the goodness and then take another step forward. And I mean, like sometimes it takes a little bit longer to take that step forward. I mean, mainly, I mean, like you're looking back in business, we're good. Like it's like, boom, we get on with it. But it's like the personal life stuff that can be a little bit harder. And I truly believe you need to like deal with those feelings of like sadness and et cetera, et cetera. But then you can see the goodness and you can be grateful for those hard times. And that is the real magic. When you can be grateful Mm -hmm. for those hard times and for the negatives, it's like, boom, like you're unstoppable. Yeah, so it's so true. And it really does come down to that mindset and how you want to look at things. And like you said, I know it's so cliche around the glass is half full, but it really is. If you want to make a negative, mm-hmm. you'll make a negative. If you want to yeah. be positive, you will. And I can guarantee girls that I just know everything you're doing is positive. But another thing <laughs> I want to pick from that start is that you originally went into, you know, your job in Canberra, the government, and you wanted a year off, that safety blanket, just mm. because probably murmurs and parents and all these mm-hmm. people saying, you know, you need a backup plan. You're sure this is the right idea. How did you block out all that noise? Because there are yeah. always going to be doubters, haters, um, and people that will probably put you down. But it sounds like you've just smashed through that um, and never looked back. Yeah. I mean, when we first quit our jobs, we actually didn't tell our parents. We were <laughs> oh, like, let's way. not tell them because <laughs> then like they won't know. Except I put it on Facebook. I was like, How, <laughs> why would I do that? Like so silly. And, um, my, our, actually our great auntie then called our dad and was like, did you know the girls quit their job? <laughs> and then we were like, oh, damn, we got found out. But um, we're really, I feel like um, we've been blessed with the best family ever. Our parents have been completely supportive in their words and how they are just so encouraging in anything they do. No support anywhere else. Like we tell them a business problem and they're like, you, you're okay. You can do it. We're like, mom and dad, no, this is actually a problem right now. Um, <laughs> and you're not helping. But um, we just, I feel like because we had the support of each other, mm. we always say, you know, it hasn't been anything to do with luck about opportunities that have come our way. The only lucky thing is A, we started Instagram early, and B, we have each other. And I think that was the, this relationship between Emma and I has been the thing that has kept us going the whole entire time. Mm. I couldn't have done this without her. She couldn't have done this without me. And no matter what anyone else said to us, we just, we seriously, we were just like, we know where we're going because we felt it deep inside. We knew there was that knowing, that calling, that knock at the door where we were just like, we had to open up that door and just jump in and we don't care what anyone else thinks. And 
I guess it's a constant reminder because people will say things and then you will fall back and you will think, oh my God, they're right. Like what they think about me is true. And then you just have to have that mindset tool, whatever it is for you. For us, it's just like, we are not what people think of us. And then we step forward back into that bliss, back into that knowing that we're going our way. And this is the right way for us, no matter what anyone else thinks. Because yeah, look at the world around you and you're probably surrounded by should be's. You should be this, you should be that. You should have be married by this age and kids by that age and own a house and all of these things that we're taught when we grow up. You have to like unlearn all of that. And that's hard. And you fall back into thinking, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. But then you just tune back into your heart, tune back into that bliss. And you're like, hell no, I wouldn't, I would not trade anything from like where I am now to go to those should be's because that's not life to us. <laughs> yeah, that's a very powerful. And I know people can adapt that for whatever they're doing. And the one thing mm-hmm. I, I like should be's or gunners, I call them, I'm going to do this, oh, I'm yeah. going to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you can block those out, that is awesome. And um, yeah. I'm a big believer in partnerships. And obviously you two have got the most amazing partnership ever. So yeah. that has been the power, the rock, the support for everything you're doing. How do you, though, still be sisters? How do you turn off from work? Yeah. Or Because at the end of the day you do everything together, but how do you still be sisters outside of um, yeah. the marriage? Maker sisters. Yeah, yeah, that's such a thing. And it was something we realized pretty early on because we went down this path of like, you know, follow your bliss. And then we got really like, like we dug deep into like the world of online business and like that kind of world. And we just got really quite obsessed with it. We have, we, sometimes we get obsessed with things. We have a very obsessive nature. <laughs> like it's just that they're good obsessions, but there's also, <laughs> you know, like sometimes like, okay, just take a step back, relax, chill out. Yeah, and, and we did come to a point where it was like all work, work, work. And we were getting really angry at each other and having um, arguments And it was then we realized that, okay, like our relationship is actually more important than the business. And that, like, that's a decision. So it's like, we need to make sure we support our sister relationship Mm. as well. And what it allowed was it allowed us to get even more, I guess, open communication. We get each other way more. Like we've, we've created some magical thing as sisters and as a business partnership. Um, and I think it's just all about knowing, like, you need to take time out of the business, right? So it's like we do stuff that's not doing business stuff. We go and, like, maybe go to the beach and it's like, okay, no business talk. It's hard. We have to, like, literally be like, no talking about business, nothing. Let's just, like, have fun. Mm. Let's just go out with our friends and be normal. <laughs> what is normal? Nothing. I don't know. But it's just like having that awareness, always checking in mm-hmm. uh, and just being really open with each other. And also knowing that, you know what, like it's actually fine that our relationship is based on our business as well. Like who says that we have to like kind of separate the two? Like it's just this blend. And I mean, I feel like it's only brought up like we wouldn't have the sisterly bond that we have without it. And I can, I know that for a fact because before we started the business, we weren't as close. Like there was that we definitely were always close, close, but but not this close. And I didn't really know Emma as well as I do now. And I think the business has just allowed us to grow together and grow stronger and be that amazing support for each other, no matter what we're going through business wise or personal wise. It's just like, we always have that solid foundation of someone who we can turn to can be completely honest and know that we're only going to receive unconditional love back and honesty back as well. So they're going to tell her exactly 
exactly how yeah. it is. And yeah. I think we're also lucky in that, you know, we are in the world of yoga as well. Mm. So like yoga philosophy is all about kindness and love and compassion. And I mean, like that is the backbone of our business and that flows onto our sister relationships. Mm. So it's like, boom, like if I'm if I've got bloody PMS and I am a cow to Carla, it's like, no, like let's deal with this stuff. Let's not like keep it there and then like create these grudges. Like I've seen that so often in business partnerships and like all types of relationships, right? We hold on to stuff. It's just like allowed us to create this really open and honest and kind relationship, which has helped every other single relationship in our life, like outside of business and sisters too. Like it's, I don't know, it's like, pretty magic actually Mm. reflecting and I think then the one thing we also keep in mind is alone time as well so yes like we have our business hour like we have set hours now when we work because otherwise we will just work and work and work and that is just how we roll and we have the time that we spend you know with our significant others or whoever you're dating at the moment (laughs) and then and then then we have time for yoga and pilates and then we have time for that sister bond and then we have time with no one just like nature the ocean and that is so important so Mm. I think it's just a big balancing act you're never really balanced it's always tiptoeing one side too much and to books back into the other side oh I need some of that now and it's all about comes down to self-awareness like tuning in what do you need how do you want to feel right now I don't feel good how can I make myself feel better in a good way (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, girls, there's so so many things there. I love that. And I, one thing I do love, and I know that you are very open and honest and you do share everything about yourselves, so I think that's a really powerful tool and people can relate to you that. And there's also a lot of evidence and research out there about where you live makes you extremely happy. So oh. I know I'm not, nothing against Canberra. For people listening in Canberra, oh. it is the capital <laughs> of our lovely country. But yeah. you now live in the Gold Coast. and. Oh. Uh, for people listening, I've got quite a lot of listeners around the world. Um, there's quite a difference from Canberra to Gold Coast. What what change in mental state has that made moving to the amazing Gold Coast? Oh, yeah. And it is so true. Like, it has such an impact and I don't think we ever realised. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, like, Canberra is... Yeah, let's paint the picture. Yeah, okay. I went really nice too because I, I, I was very nice to Canberra, so we don't want to go too hard on it. Okay, all right. But well, we, we live last so long. Know, we, we know Canberra. We love it and we do love it. It's always going to be home. But bloody hell, it's so cold in Canberra and yeah. it's like concrete. We feel like this concrete and it's kind of like the energy is still. You Carl always describes it as stagnant. stagnant. And, I mean, like a lot of the Australia's public service is there, so it's a lot of like corporate jobs and people wearing suits and I feel like like some of these people maybe are not doing what they truly love. Like mm-hmm. it's just like a situational job kind of thing. And like this is the energy, right? Like it's kind of like lower frequency, lower vibe, and it's more about like, okay, you go out on the weekend and you like eat and you drink and you socialise, mm-hmm. but it's not like that lifestyle. It's not like this holistic, like I'm going to enjoy every day of my week. It's like I'm only going to enjoy Saturday and Sunday, and Friday, Friday night. night. And maybe not even Sunday night because yeah. we're worried about going to work. work. And that's how we – and that's how we were when we worked in government. Yeah, we're speaking from experience. Yeah, and we're speaking us. majority here because there's obviously those, like, diamonds in the public service yeah. where you're like, wow, like, you're – you are, like, full of joy and you're amazing. I know that there's some Yeah. And then we moved to the Gold Coast, which is, like, sunshine. Like, most days of the year are filled with blue skies and sunshine. Even Winter is not even a thing. I mean, we've climatized. Like, I'm like, oh, 
far out. It's cold. It's like 19 <laughs> degrees Celsius. That's not cold, yeah. but I'm whinging a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute. No, be grateful. Be grateful. Uh, but yeah, we get to the beach like most days, like just to see the waves, to hear the waves crashing. I think the funniest, oh. the funniest thing is like, I only kind of realized this like last week and I was like, oh my gosh, my dream as like a child was to live near the ocean and now I'm doing that and I think it's because we didn't have it as we were growing up like it was just something that we we obviously craved this ocean and this like energy and these waves rolling in and crashing like there's something pure that is purely cleansing about that and you can go and look at the ocean and forget about every other worry and it's as if all is well. Like if you are going through anything, if there is a hard moment, you go to the ocean, you look at the waves and suddenly you feel this overwhelming sense of gratitude and like, wow, I'm alive and look at this world. And you find this sense of wonder, which is something we're so passionate about. I mean, finding wonder in life. Yeah. It's like, we can just look at, it's like art, isn't it? It's like, you know, this moving nature in front of us every day looks different. And I mean, we just bring this kind of outlook to Mm -hmm. like, we're very passionate about it. You know, like you get complacent, even like living on a, in a beautiful place, you get used to it. You do get used to it, but it's like, no, every day is special. Every day is filled with magic. So it looks slightly different. It feels different. And you know that, like, that overwhelming gratitude feeling? I know people bang on about gratitude. I know, like, this whole thing, but it's it's so powerful. Like, that that whole feeling that just, like, overwhelms my body mm-hmm. when I look at the ocean, I'm like, wow, like, this is, this is magic, like, pure magic. It's real. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess what, that, like, changing our environment has completely changed our lives, and I don't think, as I said before, we didn't realise how much it would do that. Yeah. I think spending time outside, mm. getting in nature, it allows you to instantly drop in and connect to yourself. And that was what I was lacking mm. before I moved here. I had like zero connection to myself. I didn't, I never tuned in. I was always externally focused. I need that. I want that. I want to be there. I want that house. Mm. I need to be, have that dress and this and that is always externally focused. Mm. And then moving here allowed me to pause, gaze inward and be like, Huh, here I am. Like this is the moment in this breath. This is all that we have. Wow. Yeah. So so true. And I know that uh people, if you there is so much evidence and research, and particularly if you live near water, is just mm. one, I think you're ten percent or twenty percent happier. But then also if you've got sun twenty-four-seven, uh like you do there, oh. that is awesome. And one of the <laughs> things, like you obviously live in your dream girls, and I love this, but um one thing you mentioned there is that so many people I think just cruise through life and they may have a hobby like you guys did, or they may have a passion, but they don't know how to go about doing it. And mm. you guys have done that, you know, 2014 five years ago, you pulled the pin, you said, right, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go for it. What advice would you have for maybe Um, somebody listening out there right now that, you know, mm -hmm. wants to be like Carl and Emma, they've got a dream, but they just don't know where to start? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like there's so, like we could give so much advice here, but I think the first step is like knowing that, you know, like why do we, why do we think it's not possible? Like why? What like what if it could all come true? Like it's so possible. There's no like n- nothing is telling us otherwise except ourselves. So really, the only thing we need to work on is our mindset and our self belief. And I mean, the thing that really helped us the little mindset shift 
was thinking about living as we were in Canberra in the government and thinking like fast forward, okay, age 50 and 53. (laughs) (laughs) And we're in the same kind of job. Yeah, maybe we've moved up a few levels. We've maybe got some kids and like, you know. a lot in the super. Yeah, or great super. (laughs) Uh, Very important. and, And so stable, you know, like everything's great cruising along. <laughs> we had our two weeks holiday every year and literally that like made a physical like sickness in my body imagining that. Like uh, my body was like, oh, like ah, uh, my heart, my heart broke for myself. It's like we have this one amazing opportunity called life, right? This one life. Who knows what happens after? I don't know. Maybe something, maybe not. But we have to, we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to the world to follow that dream, even if it's just like one step at a time. It doesn't matter how fast it happens. Just take one step and then another and then maybe it's like, oh, hell yeah, let's jump in, let's dive in head first. And you know what? Like when we get to the bottom, we're going to swim up and we're going to be able to tread the water and then something will come our way that will give us a helping hand. I mean, like... Of course, we focus more energy on the thing we love. It's going to grow. Like, mm. it's just like, you know, every action has a reaction. Like, yeah, so where you put your energy, that is where everything will flow. That is what will nu- what you nourish. That is what will grow. And I think if you have that lack of belief, then start there. Like, how can we start mm. changing the dialogue that's happening in your own brain what are you telling yourself? How can we change that? And how can we, uh, I guess it's, first of all, it's like knowing like, what am I actually saying to myself? Cause a lot of the time we have no idea what we're saying to ourselves. 95% of our thoughts are, they just happen. Mm-hmm. Like they're just there and they happen again and again and again every day. So it's like, we've got to create that space, that stillness to figure out, Oh, how am I self-sabotaging myself? Oh, I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy, that I can't do it. And then you got to think about those sentences and those beliefs. Cause they are beliefs. You, we, We've created those beliefs. And then we have to ask ourselves, is that true? Like, really? Do I actually believe that? And I'm going to say, maybe you're going to say no. If you say yes, and then you've got to stop again and say, but is it really true? And that's from that. We learned that from who was that? Byron, Byron Katie. Katie. Yeah. And it, that was such a great lesson for us in that every time we have any self-doubt, is that true? Is it really true? And then you go the step further and then you ask yourself, well, just for a moment, if I said, yeah, it is really true, which it's probably not, how would you feel if it wasn't true? And you step into that feeling and you actually create the feeling because our minds are so powerful. As soon as we start thinking something, then we actually start feeling something. And so if we can start thinking, oh, what if I could do that? Well, then I would feel really happy and I'd feel excited and I'd feel enthusiastic. And then suddenly your body starts to feel happiness and excitement and enthusiasm (laughs) and your energy changes. And so then you're going to be way more likely to take that first step Mm -hmm. that Emma was talking about. As soon as you take that first step, you will welcome in motivation. Another great thing that we learned from Brendan Bouchard, he says, you know, if you're always searching for that motivation, like where is it? When's it going to drop into my head? Like I'm waiting, twiddling my thumbs, like, hello, motivation. Can you come find me? We (laughs) have to make sure we're ready for the motivation to find us. And when we're ready is only after we've taken the action. So we have to take the first step and then we will feel that motivation from the action. And I just think, wow, flip, like that just flipped everything for me when I was like, when I have unmotivated moments all the time, still, I still do. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, okay, just do one thing. What's one thing I can do right now? And then boom, a wave of motivation comes. I'm on a roll. 
That's yeah. so, so I love that, girls. And and it is as simple as that. Just taking one step, doing yeah. one thing. Not think, not the biggest yeah. thing. Sometimes I think we uh, look at where we want to go and things, but it's just the small steps that slowly yes. add up and then they become big steps and you start running mm-hmm. and so forth. So looking yeah. back at everything you've done, 2014, when you quit your job, you're saying you weren't making any money or anything like uh, that. Fast forward five years, you've now done 200 plus podcasts, you've got an epic mobile app, you've got cookbooks, you've got a huge online platform platform for yoga, Pilates, meditation. You're helping over 200,000 people a year. How have you done that in five years? <laughs> well, I think persistence. Yeah, persistence, <laughs> definitely. We just kept going, you know, and um, I think something that we, I mean, this is the thing that Follow Your Bliss was a great lesson for us because it's it's mm. like it's been the truth for the whole time. So it's like, you know, we've pivoted along the way and we've turned our backs on money as well. Like, and it's like something might be working really well, but then it's not bringing joy. And literally the word merry make means to bring joy. So this has been like the backbone of our business. Like, is it bringing us joy? This is the most important thing to us. It's a great value because it creates an epic life. And it's just been like this persistence, this learning, this ongoing thing, following what feels right. We're really super deeply connected to what feels right intuitively and within our hearts. Are we bringing goodness to the world? Are we bringing goodness to our own personal lives? And like, this is, this is where it's led us. And I mean, we just also love learning. I mean, we are blessed to have this amazing brain in our heads (laughs) and it's like, why not? We can learn anything. And Otherwise, we can outsource it. And why (laughs) dream small? Like, we can dream big. Yeah, and I think it's about also putting yourself around the like-minded people and the right people. You're not going to know who the right people are unless you go out and you put yourself in situations where you might potentially meet the right person to help you. You might not even know that you need them. And then you do like a year later. And I think we can look back on our five years of being in full-time merrymaker land and it's like oh my gosh if we hadn't have met that person then this wouldn't have happened and then they wouldn't have introduced us to them and then that wouldn't have happened and we can stem a lot of what we've created from events and conferences Mm. that we've attended and then from the relationships we've made at those conferences and I think if there's one thing if you're like I want to do this then find a conference that is linked to that thing you want to do and go and hear from someone who's already doing it because that is what gave us our the us the inspiration we went to pro blogger that was the first blogging conference we went to and we realized oh my god people blog full time i'm like we didn't know that was a thing and then that gave us the inspiration because as hal elrod says anything another human being has done is just proof of what you can do too we were like we can do that and then we kept putting ourselves in situations oh that person's made an app oh they help people make apps we could do that (laughs) it's we it's not like our ideas are unique Like our ideas have all been done. It's just that we're doing them in a different way. And that's the thing. Like don't ever think that there's too many people doing what you want to do because there's always room. There's always space for everyone. Like we can all succeed. And I think why the hell not? If you have an idea, if you have a calling, if you have a passion, why the hell not? Give yourself like a shot. We believe in so many other people. Why not believe in ourselves? 
Oh, that was so powerful, girls. And I I so love that, you know, that um, I think people see, oh, someone else is already doing that. I, I can't do it. I need mm. to come up with something else. And it's so not true because you'll do it your own way. You'll bring your own flair, your own passion, your own energy to it. Um, and the big thing from that is the relationships you build in life, in business, mm. anything will reflect mm. the quality of work and your passion. And that's exactly what you meant. So I, I love all that, that you went to the pro blogger, you started doing it. So over those five years, what's probably the biggest failure or the biggest, because I don't believe in failures, I think it's a learning experience, but what's the biggest learning experience you've had in the last five years personally and professionally? Gosh. Do you know, I reckon this is for me personally, I think Carla probably will resonate with you too. And it's back to that, like connecting to your heart and your intuition, like make sure it's aligned Mm -hmm. because when you do go out and you start a business or whatever, you're putting yourself out there people will come your way and you will get approached with like this amazing thing and like, you know, this is how you're going to make money and this is shiny and amazing. And you might say yes. And then it might blow up in your face. And we've done this before. And the one thing that we realized what it was, was we knew before it felt wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest lesson. Like always stay true to yourself and your heart, stay in alignment, do the actions that serve your heart. That's the words that serve your heart. Uh, and you can't really go wrong. Mm. And that's personal as well. It's like, you know, like I've had throughout my business life, I've also had relationships blow up in my face and that's like a whole other podcast. But again, (laughs) it was, (laughs) it was me not staying true to myself. It wasn't me, uh, respecting my heart and staying in alignment. And I think that's the biggest lesson for me over Mm. the five years. Like just really have that self-awareness, find out what is true for you. And it might be different for everyone else and it might not seem right on paper. Like it doesn't make sense to anyone else, but it makes sense to you. And if we defy that feeling, if we say no to that feeling, it's going to the, the explosion is going to be bigger and more harder to get through. So it's like if you can pick on that, pick up on that feeling earlier and follow it, mm. yeah, I just feel like that's, that's awesome. The little, yeah, <laughs> little voice, a little like, yeah, that little like, oh, actually not that way, this way over here, nah, like that, <laughs> like tune into that. And, but you know what? The thing is we wouldn't know how to tune into that yeah. if we hadn't have made the, and I'll put it in inverted commas, mistakes because, yeah, we can look back and be like, we knew, we had a weird feeling about it. Like we would even talk about <laughs> it. But, but, you know, if we hadn't have made the wrong decision, then we wouldn't have known it was the wrong decision. <laughs> so it, it all makes sense. And this is, again, that idea of unwavering faith, that that positive outlook on life, that optimistic with the realism like, you know, look back on those moments and be grateful for them because they helped you grow. They brought you to exactly where you are right here, right now, which is exactly where you're meant to be, no matter where you are. And I think if we can look at life in that way, then we kind of release all suffering. Even when there are those suffering moments, we, we connect the dots in the end. And I mean, that's Steve Jobs. I feel like we're just like, I'm just quoting all my favorite people, but it's so true. Such a I, I absolutely love that. So um, great advice there because it, again, it can be related to everything. And do you girls, and this is probably one thing I've struggled with by the time that you're so busy going on to the next project, next thing, next mm. thing, next thing. Do you actually mm. take time to celebrate the wins and, um, and be yeah. proud of what you've done? Like actually yeah. sit back and it's not just about content creating, moving on, but do you actually now sit back and just go, geez, the last yeah, five years have I been mean, unreal? We- 
Yeah, we try and celebrate every tiny win. That's a thing that we do. And I think this is, again, from experience of not slowing down and jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, without any spaces in between. And something that yo- that yoga has taught us is, you know, the magic is in the spaces in between. It's between the inhale and the exhale, the exhale and the inhale just like life itself. Like we can miss so much magic when we're so busy getting from destination B to destination C. And what about the line in between? What about the line in between A to B? Did we even, do we even remember that? Were we even there for that? Or were we just so focused on B that we just, you know, we were on 120 kilometers an hour. Like we just wanted to get there as fast as possible. And so putting in these moments of celebration, these tiny celebrations, whether it's like a dinner, whether it's a walk on the beach, any, thing can be a celebration. And I think this is where it's cool. Like we can, we can completely celebrate in any way that we like, and it's just the mindset that we have around it. And I think something that has really helped us in our business journey is doing this, is Mm. celebrating every step of the way, even when there was nothing really to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) literally every time we do something, like if we, if we're going for a dinner, it's like, oh, like this is obviously a celebration. <laughs> like, and and we'll cheer, and then we'll be like, what are we choosing to? Um, and then this. and then it's like you list everything, and then it's like becomes this another gratitude um, kind of like experiment. What's the word? Gratitude practice. That's the word. Practice experience. <laughs> experience. <laughs> everything is a gratitude experience. But yeah, I think um, what uh that really helped us. That helped us. That this practice of continually celebrating life yeah has made us feel so connected and grounded but also very expansive Mm. and this is a great feeling this is like you know you're not like airy fairy like you're not like away in the clouds and like unrealistic it's like no you're connected here you're connected up there and this is a good feeling for us in our business and I mean it's like uh in yoga it's the practice of detachment and this lesson has helped us with this whole like getting from A to B because, you know, it's such an easy thing. Like we live in this this pro- pro- uh, productivity-driven culture, right? It's all about getting it done. Boom, 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 boom. We go to conferences and it's like, you need to be doing this, 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 is this. And we're like, nah, like, you know, like, yeah, cool. Thanks for teaching us. But we'll do what is right for us. And the lesson of detachment and uh, presence within our yoga practice has helped us fully live in these moments. And I mean, this is where life is, right? Like if we're forever thinking about the future, forever working towards our goals, are we even truly living? Like, are we experiencing it? Are we in getting the fulfillment and the enjoyment? Mm. No, we're getting to that end point and then we're celebrating and then it's already, we've got our big list for the next goal. So it's like, it's not just about stopping and celebrating the big milestones. It's literally like every day is an opportunity to celebrate because every day is a moment we get we get to wake up we're we're grateful to wake up right like that's not guaranteed life is not guaranteed full stop yeah bang and that no more words so (laughs) no need drop the mic done that's that is us done (laughs) bang um i know so so true and that's um to hear that from you girls is just probably is a little bit selfish (laughs) and i'm a big believer in podcasting is about learning everything and and to hear that you've done that from day dot um i really think that shows why your business is going so well and you can tell by the energy and passion that you do celebrate the wins and you are proud of what you're doing and that is Mm. just awesome so hats off to you for that now 
Now, I've got a couple of questions that I always like to finish off my interviews with. And um, the first cool. one is, and um, I don't know if you want to go Emma, Carla, whichever way you want to go. So if you can yeah. look back to 18-year-old Emma and Carla and from oh, everything God. you've done now, all the experiences of uh, living in Canberra, living in the Gold Coast, starting your own business, working in government jobs, dominating the world, and you could give yourself <laughs> one bit of advice as that 18-year-old Emma or Carla, oh. what would that be? Oh, man. I would I would tell <laughs> Carla, I said, I would tell her, it doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you. Just follow your heart, mm. create your own journey and have fun. Yeah. Nice. I think mine mine is all about like like look inwards. Tune into your heart and also, like, look after yourself. Look after your heart. Like, yeah, I didn't – that's what I think back. It's like just <laughs> – I feel like giving my 18-year-old self a cuddle. Like, oh, my God. It's you like, oh, you've been through a lot. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I think a cuddle <laughs> – a cuddle or a hug is such a powerful thing. So oh, that is a lovely, you know, a lovely thing that you could do. So uh, great advice, girls. And um, I know you've still got a, a lot going on and there's a lot to come, but what legacy do you want to leave on the world? What do you want to be remembered for when it's all said and done? Mm. Joy. Mm. Joy. I think, yeah, In if we could sum it up in one tiny word, it's like, oh, they – their business, those sisters, like I felt joy when I looked mm. at their work, when I read their work, when I listened to their work, when I was surrounded by them. Yeah. Well, mm. I'll tell you what, girls, I, I felt joy today and <laughs> that is because the energy is through the roof. So where can we find you too? I know you're all over the place with everything you're doing, but where's the best spot for listeners right now? Because I can guarantee they're listening going, wow, I feel energised, I feel ready to just take that first step and go bang. Where can we find you? Yay. Well, everything is over at getmerry.com. So that's G-E-T-M-E-R-R-Y. And we also have a podcast titled the same, Get Merry, and it's super fun. Everything else, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at the Merrymaker Sisters, and that's about it. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have uh, links for that in the show notes, guys. Now, before you go, what's next? What's the big thing that is coming up, particularly to round out 2019? What's, what's the big thing mm. for you two girls? Yeah, well, at the moment, we've just been, this year has been full on Merry Body Focus, which is our online yoga Pilates and meditation membership. And we are just working on making that more amazing, more engaged for our community and providing, uh, I guess, yoga Pilates and meditation so they can access it wherever, whenever they want, but also with that joy intention behind it, with that acceptance, with that unconditional love, that is what 2019 has been mm. all about. And we're just going to keep focused on that. We've got some some big ideas for 2020 and how to make our community come more into real life, which we're excited mm. about. Oh, nice. um, but Merry Body is our one yeah, that's true love at the moment. <laughs> nice. Good. Well, guys, um, check that out, everybody listening. As I said, I'll have links in show notes. This is episode number 162. You'll be able to check out everything from Emma and Carla. Now, girls, thank you so much for your time today. And not only that, I, I actually have learned a lot and I feel very rejuvenated and passionate <laughs> and everything that you have spoken about. So, guys, keep dominating. You're doing amazing work and I really thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dave.